force and the force is with me. I'm on the force, the force is with me. Hey everybody, welcome. It is Thursday night. We are here at the GNN Cantina Happy Hour, just having a good time, ready to talk some Star Wars. We got a lot of stuff to go over this week. We're all excited about it. But before we do, I am your host, David, as you all know. Also with me today is Debbie. How are you, Debbie? I'm good. Got my camera fixed, so I don't look like I'm in a dust storm on Tatooine anymore. That's right. Also with us tonight is Cam from Cam and Focus. How are you, Cam? Doing good. Hello, hello. Cam is once again a voice, just a voice with us today. He's we don't get to see him. We are not afforded the luxury. <laughs> well, I'm glad to know that you think so highly of it. Are we? Uh, would we? Would we turn into stone if we did? Is that what it was? Yeah, well, I'm I'm not wearing my snake wig today, so you don't have to you don't have to worry about that. Awesome, awesome, <laughs> very cool. Well, today we're gonna look at this first. Uh, we had an official clip from Mandalorian season three released, and we're gonna watch that clip. It's just uh, for about forty five seconds. It's not nothing huge. My guess would be it's probably gonna be from the first episode. Because generally when they release clips and trailers like that, everything that's in those is all just the first episode. Basically, you get everything from the first episode and nothing else. So, we're going to look at that. Let me bring that up. And we will play that along. Hang on just one second. Here we go. Now, as I was saying, there's a beautiful parcel available down here by the flats. I appreciate the offer. But I have some matters to look after. Well, I'm confused. I thought you had completed your mission, but you're still running around here with the same little critter. It's complicated. I completed my quest. He returned to me. I removed my helmet, and now I'm an apostate. Which is all the more reason for you to stay here with us. Where you're from, you may be an apostate, but here, you'd be landed gentry. Oh, beautiful. So. So, we look. Oh, you're killing me with this. Hang on. (laughs) There we go. Hang on a minute. Now I'm now my screen's going crazy. Okay, so we looked at this. Oh. And initially, just on an initial view, what are our what are our thoughts on this? Other than the fact that Grogu is now going to be a poster child for Reese's peanut butter Reese's pieces. <laughs> well, I mean <laughs> It's it's nice to see a clip, you know, Mm -hmm. from the new season. Uh, It's really kind of only affirming what we already know from the previous season. Um, Well, not necessarily previous season, but more so previous season 2.5, I guess. 
but um i mean it's a it's interesting i'm i'm glad to see carl weathers back it'll be uh um, uh it'll be nice to see how how the relationship between him and mando continues to evolve yeah definitely and i'm curious as if they bring back cara dune too and i know that's kind of a because that's like um because you know carl weathers and Cara Dune were both working together when we uh, when we left when we last left them. They were cleaning up the streets and yeah, making things better for everyone there. But yet we know that Disney did not fire Cara Dune. Disney simply did not renew her contract. So Same you'll thing. never hear me say. I know, I know. But, but but again, you'll never they they didn't really fire her. They just said, "Okay, well, fine. We're not going to renew your contract and you will no longer work with us." I mean, it wasn't like, "Oh my gosh, you did a horrible thing. You're fired." They just found a nicer way around. It was almost like uh when people come up and say, "You're not going to be fired, but we're urging you very strongly to retire." <laughs> like a like a forced retirement kind of thing. Yeah, so. I mean it's a it's a shame, you know. But uh, political views aside and whatnot, I don't really care about all that. But um, but I I did genuinely like her character. Um, I mean, go, go, uh, granted, she's Gina Carano is no, you know, Oscar worthy actress or anything like that. But I did like the character of Cara Dune. Yeah, and 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 really too. I mean, the fact that politics were getting in the way, I think, is what bothers me about the whole thing i don't care what your political affiliations are one way or the other i've gotten so much angst about it just over the last few years that i really don't care anymore it just to to fire someone because they have a different set of beliefs and a different set of views than you do not fire i say that wrong if you decide <laughs> not to renew someone's contract because they have a different belief system or a different belief uh, set of views than you do i think that's unfair that's what gets me and to make that worse, Pedro kind of said the a similar thing. Nothing happened to him. I know. Well, yeah. I think. Well, I don't know all the facts behind it, but the, the the prevailing story that I've seen, especially back when the the outrage about it was at its peak, was uh, you know she was voicing her political views online, and they were controversial. I guess Disney or executives from Disney asked her to stop. She didn't. And then that's what led to her contract not being renewed. I don't know how true that is. I mean, and, and truly I don't really care to know, but it's, it's just a crappy situation all around really. And, and if it was one of those things where they, I, again, I, even if they did come up to her and say, look, you need to stop doing this or we're going to sever ties with you again, that, that to me, that, you know that here in America we have free speech. If you want to talk about that, that should be a free speech, and that should not threaten your job in any way, shape, or form. But um, we try not to get the only politics we like discussing on this show is galactic the politics, the empire, <laughs> the new republic, you know, Senate redistricting, the whole kit and caboodle. That's that's about it. That's that's as political as we're gonna get here. So, um, I like that uh, Grogu is still 
even though he's given up the way of the Jedi, he's still a force sensitive and he's still he's he seems to have a uh almost a little bit of a better mastery of it. He was using it to make his chair spin around. He grabbed the Reese's, whereas in seasons past, we've seen him and he does like one thing and it's like it, it, that's it wipes him out. Yeah. It Mm -hmm. takes a lot for him to do that. He needs an orange slice. Yeah. (laughs) Does anybody have any orange slices? That's this weekend, Debbie. You just hold off on that. Hold on. Saturday morning. That's, I think that's when Luke and I are going too. So, Anyway, um, but it it looks like he's growing a little bit into his character. Um, we had uh, Grogu. We had Grief. Grief is trying to keep Mando there. Mando, as we all know, seems to want to go back to Mandalore, Mandalore and bathe in the... I forgot what it was. Bathe in some kind of pools there on Mandalore, in the caverns of Mandalore that'll renew him. So, yep. And then Faramir, captain of Gondor, is going to come out and say, "To enter the forbidden pool bears the penalty of death." <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yeah. Okay. So we had one other thing that I'm going to show you here, and this isn't really Star Wars, but. It has everything to do with our favorite person from Star Wars, so we're going to show it here. Stephanie says, the living water, I think. They need a mermaid's tear and something else to raise the fountain of youth. (laughs) God, I hope that doesn't turn into a Pirates of the Caribbean thing. (laughs) Anyway, all right, we're going to show this other this other little clip. This aired during the Super Bowl, and I'm sure everybody in the world has seen it by now, but guess what? We're going to watch it here, so we're going to see what this is. Bring up my screen, and we hit. I miss the desert. I miss the sea. Waking up every morning, wondering what wonderful adventure the new day will bring to us. Those days have come and gone. Perhaps, perhaps not. I don't believe in magic, but a few times in my life, I've seen things. I can't explain. I've come to believe it's not so much what you believe. It's how hard you believe.
Man, okay. Harrison there Ford's stunt double is going to have a fat check from that. I'm telling you, I am. I'm. I'm. He's. He's only what eighty now, or eighty, close to it. He's eighty. So, I'm excited for this. I. I it's got to be better than the Crystal Skull. That's all I'll say because you can't really get any worse than the Crystal Skull. Oh, so. don't say that! For God's sakes, don't say that. You, you just jinxed it. <laughs> It's a, it's a, it's going to be the Indiana Jones equivalent of Birdemic. <laughs> this this scares me. Although I'm I'm so excited to see Harrison back as Indy to close it out. Although I thought the last movie kind of closed it out, but at any rate, but I I worry because you know now we're getting into time travel, and I'm is, not a is it though. Is it? I mean, yeah, we saw a younger Harrison Ford there, and obviously they did a de-age thing. But is it time travel or is it flashbacks? I don't know. From what I've seen, it's time travel, and from what I've heard, I don't like it. So, getting a little. I don't know. Uh, it, it's like the it's like the Crystal Skull end, where it's a little too much sci-fi versus too much. <laughs> Versus, I hope I'm wrong, and I hope what I read is totally wrong. I really do. I, I'm not a big fan of the the lady. Um, what's her name? Waller something. Phoebe Waller. Is that okay. her name? I guess the the main lady that was up up on the trailer. I'm not a huge fan of hers. So I'm just I'm. I... For me, Indiana Jones, and and I I hope you're wrong with this time travel thing, mainly because for me, Indiana Jones, you know, you had Star Wars for me, which covered a, a, the sci-fi aspect of things. You know, that's where time travel comes in. That's where space battles and aliens and things like that all come in. Whereas Indy was more the, okay, this is on Earth, and we're looking at the mystic side of things. You know, you had the Ark. The lore, the legends. The lore and the legends and stuff. You had the Ark of the Covenant. You had the Holy Grail. You had the 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 Thuggy cult that, that you were fighting. I, I mean, you went from Thuggies to Nazis to Chinese gangsters. And, you know, it was just that there was a there was a good, you know, it, it wasn't like just, oh, my God, this is. And then Crystal Skull happened and there's a. They're interdimensional beings, and the UFO flies up out of the lake and takes off, and it's like, <sighs> yeah, the the series no longer felt grounded at that point. It, it was, well, I mean, uh, it is based off of lore, and there are crystal skulls. They can't explain them, but I, I didn't hate that movie. It's just not my favorite because Last Crusade will probably always be my top number one. Oh yeah. Oh, and somebody else posted a meme. I think it was one of our guys on Geek News. In fact, it may have been Andrew. So, Andrew, if you're watching, here you go. Um, Avocado says, so he's fighting space Nazis? I don't think so. He's not fighting space Nazis. (laughs) They're just going back in time or whatever. Supposedly, that's just what I'm hearing, and I hope I'm wrong. But supposedly, they go back in time and change something. 
I'm excited for it. But somebody posted, and I, like I said, I think it was Andrew posted this meme to where uh, it showed a picture of Harrison Ford, and uh, it said, it's the summertime, Indiana Jones is coming out, and Michael Keaton is Batman again. We have time-traveled back to 1989, <laughs> which is... Uh, I remember seeing both of those movies in 1989. Yes. Oh, we were all kinds of excited for Indiana Jones. So, And yes, by far, that is my Last Crusade probably is my favorite by a long shot. So, yeah. I was one of those weirdos that always preferred Temple of Doom. Well, Temple of Doom was fun because you had the whole heart scene. And... Kalema! Kalema! <laughs> You've betrayed Shiva! <laughs> <laughs> that was more of a I don't want to say scary movie but it was more dark it was I guess. it was definitely bloodier yeah. I think too well and, and see I I feel like a huge reason as to why that one was always my favorite was I love whenever a franchise takes a turn and takes more chances with its content uh, you know, I'm, I've I've been seeing a lack of that in the MCU, and that, and that's a lot of the, that's a big reason why I've been kind of turned off to it lately. But uh, the the films that do take the chances, like uh, you know, uh, Endgame, Winter Soldier, uh, even Thor Ragnarok, those ones kind of broke the mold. And I I kind of look back on Temple of Doom in the same way. Yeah. And 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 let's face it, we know George Lucas loves making prequels, and if you know if you look. Temple of Doom is actually a prequel to um, Raiders of the Lost Ark. It, in fact, I think it happens 1934 for Temple of Doom, 1936 for Raiders, and then I think it was 38 for Last Crusade. Oh, it, it looks like uh, William with the Geek and I podcast doesn't have high hopes for it. This movie will make the crystal skull. <laughs> that's not William. That's Geek and I. That's uh, John Biscardi. Oh, yes, that's right. I'm sorry. Geek Gauntlet. My bad. Go check out the Geek and I podcast, by the way. A lot of fun there. John yeah. has has a great time. Geek and I podcast. Oh. William is on the Geek Gauntlet. So go check them out. They're on Saturday nights. So anyway, that's the two trailers we had. Indy really wasn't Star Wars, but it's got Harrison Ford in it, who's Han Solo. So it might as and well I, be. It might as well be. In <laughs> fact, I got I gotta say, growing up, um, when I was a kid. Now, obviously, later in life, this changed. But um, when I was a kid growing up, I did not have a Han Solo action figure. I had all the main characters, but I did not have. Han Solo. So I had Chewbacca and Luke and Leia and the, the droids and the uh, all this other stuff. Avocado says, I swear I read something that says it was set during the space race and he fights Nazis. Well, now the space race, I mean, that's what, late 60s? 1960? No. When did Sputnik happen? Maybe the 50s? I don't remember. But that was Russia, right? Yeah, that was uh, the beat the Russians to the moon thing, and we we won in 1969. But I think all of the 60s was the space race. 
You had Sputnik happen, and then <coughs> everybody's trying to go to space. But anyway, so Han Solo was one of the only action figures that I did not have. and But I had an Indiana Jones action figure. So Indiana Jones always substituted for Han Solo during my You're interchangeable. Yeah, it's, it's Harrison Ford. My Han Solo just happened to have a hat on. And and four points of articulation in his leg so he could ride the horse. But... <laughs> it's not a horse, it's a tauntaun. Yeah, well, well. Get your facts straight. Well, no, Indiana Jones had a horse because the I know, Indiana I'm... Jones figures had the horses. But yes, you're right. I could make him ride the tauntaun. Anyway. All right. Let's talk Bad Batch. We got another... I don't think this was a filler episode. I think there was... They're they're trying to move forward with a story of sorts. I think there was some character growth here from... Uh, Tech. Well, from Tech and I think a little on Omega as well. Yeah. And... The, the, they had some... They had a really good moment there. And, uh, you know, it's... It's a, it's nice to to have a moment where we're able to have the characters sit down and actually talk about their feelings right. and not just hey we need to do this mission or hey things are going sideways we have to get out of here and it's you know character drama I love it I love coming back to it and this episode had that yeah and it and it had a good good amount of the action you had the storm um, they got their ship stolen if you haven't watched it by the way. Go watch it and then come back and watch us later or or just be ready to talk about spoilers because we're talking about spoilers here. So anyway, um, they got their ship stolen, which I want to talk about that real quick for a minute. They they landed on this planet. They're, they're looking uh, for this mineral that's in the mine. Ipsium. Ipsium. That's very unstable until it's refined. So it's a lot like uh, what were they using in Solo? Um, coaxium. Coaxium. Yep. Ooh, coaxium. Ix- ipsium. Maybe they're on the same. Anyway, <laughs> not far from the periodic table. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Maybe they're pretty close to each other on the periodic table of Star Wars elements. So anyway, but they get their ship stolen now. The thief, they showed the thief who stole the ship several times. I want to hear what your first impressions were, because I want to see if they lined up with mine. Debbie, Debbie, what was your, when you first saw him, what was your first thought? Well, for some reason, the he or she looked familiar, but I just couldn't place where I'd seen them from. Because when they were first looking, or looking through the binoculars in when i seen the hair i my first thought was hondo that's exactly right that's exactly what i was thinking but then i seen the hands and i'm like no those are human hands god damn it <laughs> oh i was so ready for hondo i was like oh. i was too and then i was like yeah geez so yeah they they but they do even after i realized it wasn't hondo they still looked familiar, so I'm kind of wondering if it's somebody we've seen. That the hair looks familiar too. Yeah, it may not have been this season, but maybe in a previous season. Maybe. I just can't place where I've seen him from. Cam, 
I'll but I'll be honest. I didn't really get anything like that from seeing the from seeing the thief. I didn't really, I didn't get any sense of familiarity from it. Uh, I mean, it, I mean, I I thought I thought that maybe this is you know some new character that's being introduced or or something, and uh, that could be. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. <laughs> maybe it's just wishful thinking on Dave and I's part. Maybe. <laughs> See, I know. <laughs> This is going to be the Star Wars and MCU crossover. It's Mephisto. (laughs) 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 No, I was, I was, I saw his, his head too. Initially when he went, I didn't even see his, I didn't even, wasn't even paying attention to his hands. All I saw was the helmet and I was like, Oh, it's Hondo. Oh, I was so excited. And then it showed him running toward the ship and, or riding the speeder toward the ship. And I'm like, Oh, he's got a space covered. Is that Hondo? No, no. And then the hair, and I'm like, I've seen that hair somewhere before, and I can't place it. But anyway, maybe it's another clone. It's yeah, another I don't one. know. I, I I I saw the hair, and I racked my brain. I was like, okay, this is Dave Filoni we're talking about here. That has got to be somebody <laughs> we know. <laughs> Some, he's popped somewhere. In either the Clone Wars Rebels or here, so yeah, the the articles are going to start going around. Fans speculate that this character was a background character in this frame of Dave Filoni's show, The Clone Wars. <laughs> That's Dave Filoni just going, "Hey, don't forget I made this too." <laughs> yeah, he's he's got a a corkboard chart. It's like he's looking at it every day. Hmm, who haven't I used yet? <laughs> So they get their ship stolen. <clears throat> They're looking for this mineral. Um, I think one of the because because at at some point during the episode, you really got the sense that Omega was. It's almost like she's going through her her teenage angsty years. You know. I see you smiling at it. You can laugh at my cat, Debbie. <laughs> it's cute. The pretty kitty. There. Anyway, but she's going through this uh she's she's kind of like she's going through a phase to where it's like you don't know anything. You know, you get those teenage years and Cam, you're I don't think you're there yet. Debbie, you've been through it. I've been through it. Where You don't think I'm there? What? Are you do you have teenagers? Oh, I thought you meant me personally. I no. was going to say, wow. I know no, I meant raising teenagers. <laughs> when you're a teenager and you act like that, it's fine. <laughs> because you don't see That's it. totally different. It's completely different. <laughs> when you are a parent and you have kids that are teenagers, then it's an issue. Oh, the angst. <laughs> you don't understand me, mom. Exactly. Run up to your room, slam the door. <laughs> <laughs> but but you saw that too while she was uh when she was drilling the uh the stone trying to and they're like just be careful do it this way do it you know don't don't jar anything and she's almost like I know what I'm doing just leave me alone and let me do it and you know that's that's teenager she's growing and we get that so that, that there was a lot of that through the episode and you know she had a lot going on she had uh, obviously her teenagerness is kicking in but then she's worried about echo which 
maybe I missed it. Maybe I'm going to have to go back and watch the first season. I really didn't get that there was that much of a connection between her and Echo. <laughs> did I miss something along the way? Or Well, not, I mean... Was there, a, was there a stronger relationship tie there? I think this season there was. but Five, five episodes in and two of those episodes didn't even have the Bad Batch? No, we're I guess we're eight episodes. <laughs> well, well, I mean, De- 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 Debbie is right though. To be fair, the the few episodes that Echo and Omega shared together was more relationship building than they had the, than they had in the entire first season. Mm-hmm. So I so I guess obviously the the implication is, you know, a good amount of time has passed. Their relationships have uh, strengthened, but they chose to focus more on showing the progressed relationship of Echo and Omega over everybody else just to kind of set us up for this moment for when for when Echo left and Omega can yeah because I mean they they lost crosshair but I don't think you know she was really attached to him and plus he's an asshole anyways but (laughs) (laughs) well okay now now again with crosshair so crosshair left them in the season premiere series premiere of the bad batch so that three episode arc is when he left and that's when they first met omega she really did not have any kind of time to Mm -hmm. build any kind of relationship with him hers was in fact her relationship with clone force 99 at that point was just she knew of them and she was excited when they were there because she knew that they were clones that were different and she was a clone that was different and i i think that the fact that she's different really hit home because I mean, she's kind of taking it out on tech, but I think it probably could be applied to all of the uh, clones right there. Um, the bad batch, but since he was nearby, you know, she didn't understand <clears throat> why it didn't affect him that echo left. Yeah. I mean, it, he- he he was acting kind of callous about it, and well, not not about Echo leaving at first, but um, acting callous in general because you know the, their mission was going sideways, and I think it took them uh, being alone and having that quiet moment for uh, for her to really uh, drill you know drill in and say, "Hey, you've been acting like this. Why? Or you haven't been acting like this?" Is more yeah, she's like, "Why don't? Why but don't it's you what care? soldiers do." Yeah. All the clones do that. And and <laughs> Tech, Tech would be the one to ask that because of all of what's left of the Bad Batch, I think Tech would be the one that would... I mean, I could see uh, Crusher and Hunter showing some kind of emotion over it. You mean Wrecker? Wrecker. <laughs> what did I say? Crusher? Yes. Yeah. Wrecker. Wrecker and Hunter, I could see both of them showing some sort of emotion because they they have displayed emotion. Whereas Tech has been very cool, calm, logical about things. Um, he's like the Vulcan. He's the he. That's exactly what he he's he's like Mister Spock. Where well, logically, Captain, if you look at it this way, then we're going to get it done this way. So, yeah, I think you, it it points out, and it, it's a good lesson for kids and even adults people process things differently whether it's grief happiness sadness depression we all process it differently in our own little ways and 
I thought that was a good lesson for everybody. Yeah. Yeah, and and, and it, it was a really good line from him, too, whenever he said, uh, um, I might process things differently than everybody else, but that doesn't mean that I feel any less than you. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's just, it just goes to show yeah. that the, the clones were... People. The, the, the clones were people, exactly. Yeah. And I think I think the episode, or the episode arc just prior to this with the, the whole... Um, What's her name? Trying to get uh, the the senator trying to get Chuchi. Uh, Chuchi. Yes. I was gonna say okay. Yeah. I was gonna say something completely different, but whatever. Mm. Anyway, yeah. so you had Chuchi trying to. <laughs> she was fighting for the rights of the clones. You know, she's she's like, I'm trying to get them benefits and all this other stuff. And it seems like that that's where this episode is kind of not episode. The season is kind of going, saying okay. The Clone Wars are over. The clones have nothing to do now, but the clones are still people. And yeah, you can just look at them and say they're clones, but they're not battle droids to where they're just mindless and subservient, you know? You, yeah, you saw, well. You saw it with Cody, too. Yeah, Cody goes, well. Cody goes so. So, so as you guys know, my, my big complaint about the first season was that no, that, that no character got an arc. Um, but and i mean granted no major character arcs have been set up for this season as of yet if there if there has i haven't really noticed but um i'm a, i'm definitely getting more of that you know the first season was you know showing them how good of soldiers they are whereas this season is starting to show you how human they are and it's a I do wish we got a bit more of that. I, I do wish that they kind of uh, really zeroed in on creating a bit more drama rather than just, you know, they're having this adventure this week and this adventure this week um, and kind of sprinkling the drama in between. But I, I wish that there was a bit more. But, I mean, what well, we are getting it. And so and so, I'm, I'm definitely happy about that. It's a huge improvement over the first season. And and we did have a lot of filler episodes at the front of this season. I mean, you had the, the season premiere and it was like three filler episodes in a row. Yeah. So may, maybe that's it for the season. As far as filler goes, maybe now we're actually getting into some meat, meat and potatoes as far as, uh, uh, what's gonna, what's going to be happening with the, with these, uh, with these guys and what's, what's going on with them. So, yeah, I'm anxious to see how it progresses. I was kind of surprised that this episode ended on like a legitimate cliffhanger. Mm-hmm. It really did, and I'm I'm actually anxious to see how. Um, it was a cliffhanger, but not really. I mean, it was self-contained in the fact that. Yeah, they've got to go find their ship, but they also made mention of it's. Uh, I think it was Tech that said it's just a ship; it can be replaced. We can find something else. And you're looking at it going, "No, it's not just a ship," because I think they're. Home. I, well, it, it's it's their home, but if you'll notice, I've I've noticed this a lot in Star Wars, and this is one of the things I like about it is that the ships. The ships themselves, you've got ships like the Millennium Falcon, you've got ships like the, uh, the the Razor Crest and the Star Destroyer. Each one of those ships plays such a huge role within the Star Wars universe that it's almost like that ship is a character within the universe and you hate to see it go. 
in Mando season two when they blew up the Razor Crest. I was oh just, man! Ugh. I was like, oh, <laughs> it was like my heart stopped. I was like, no, that's a ship. Because I mean, it, you got so used to it, you were so involved with it that that ship was like a character. And I think the same thing could be said about the Bad Batch too. Was you know they had their shuttle and they've had it for a season and a half so far, and for it to get stolen, that's like a a big deal. You know, that's well, that's, and for Omega, that's outside of Camino, that's the only home she's ever known. And and to add to that. She just lost Echo. So, she so yeah, it was Echo. a double whammy for it, her. Yeah, she's lost two, two family members within the last week. So, or within the last two episodes. So, that's, that, 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 that may or may not add to her angst. But I think she's well, well, found some coping mechanisms. I think I think tech helped her find some coping mechanisms with it. Well, whenever the ship got stolen and she was talking about how it's their home, I was like, "Oh my god, her stuffed animals on that ship!" No. Yeah, it sure is. <laughs> see, see, the ship is a character. It carries her stuffed animals around. <laughs> it's got yeah, all my- the weapons on it. Yeah, I, I would need a, uh, I, I would need an entire Star Destroyer to carry on all my daughter's stuffed animals. She, <laughs> I mean, she, she's got a freaking army of them. She could probably take over the world if they were sentient. I bl- you know what? Samuel's the same way, and I blame myself because I'm darn good at those claw games. <laughs> I can put a dollar in and win two or three prizes, so. It's my fault. I know. I blame myself. But that's okay. Um so they get stuck in this uh in this storm. They get their ship stolen. They mined the the coaxium, coaxium whatever. Ipsium. Potato potato. Yeah. <laughs> they mine the ipsium. And, and they lost it. They lost it in the uh, the scene from The Lion King. That's what I was thinking, and I was just <laughs> about to say that. I was like, oh, and, and then Wrecker went back down there. I was like, oh my god, we are not getting a freaking Mufasa moment right now. <laughs> I was thinking, if man, if he dies, that's gonna be like that's gonna be the the thing that'll push Omega over the edge. That that's just the, and I and I was kind of thinking that too. But at the same time, I was thinking, no, 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 no. He is not going out like this. If they're going to kill off any one of the bad batch, it is not going to be trampled under a stampede of deer. <laughs> now, while while the rest of them hang from the edge of the uh, the cliff on a rope, which oh, okay, they're running from the deer. I guess Omega has been training because she was the first one up the rope and she got up there quick mm-hmm. because Tech and Hunter were right behind her. And I'm thinking, geez, she's got to be doing something right because I couldn't do that. Uh, she but, does her push-ups and sit-ups and drink, drinks a lot of juice. I well, she's not so. wearing all the armor they do either. So, she's, she's Plus, she probably weighs 60 pounds if she's lucky. 
She's eating her Wheaties. <laughs> so anyway, they lose the the gypsum and <laughs> pop that. Did you? You're doing it on purpose at this point. I swear. <laughs> So, so they went out. They got them some dim sum. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, he's had a rough day. (laughs) They they end up losing it, and um, they get caught in this storm, this lightning storm, and they run to. They find another mine. And honestly, when they found that other mine and they're like, oh, we're going to take shelter in this other mine, I'm thinking, the only thing I'm thinking is they're about to find like the mother load of this stuff and they have no way to transport it. So, well, uh, you were half they right. They, yeah. they, they did. And I didn't, I guess I didn't realize that Omega still had her tool and she still had some of the, what you call it, the little vials left. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that that the episode where they're pulling where she's pulling the Epsium and uh Tex sitting there watching her. <laughs> she gave him like the third vial or whatever. In this whole episode, he's emphasized be careful, you know, that's very you know. volatile. But then he's you, you see him and he's just throwing it in the bag without care. <laughs> It's like blank, and it's clanking against the other vials, and I'm like, "What the hell?" When they, put, when they had the when they had the bag with the, the original bag with the vials in it, it was like they or it was actually a container, and they opened the container up, and they had the vials and individual soft padded mm-hmm. things so that they wouldn't clank against each other and cause them to explode. And I'm looking at it going, hmm. and then. This this is what really got me was they got to uh they had to go to uh or they found Omega fell and she fell into the uh the Goonies water slide because they all went down and <laughs> there's a lot of references in this one. Or did I just miss that? But uh they they come out the chute and then uh Wrecker and Hunter come after her, come after them. You know, they they have their little bonding moment. And then he says, Hey, we found daylight, come down here, but you got to go get our gear first. And it's like, Okay, so you're telling me that they were able to, that stuff that's so volatile can survive a trip down the rapids (laughs) and a fall (laughs) into a lake. And it's not gonna go off. I mean, I mean, I was, um, I was thinking, yeah, because you know, initially, whenever Omega and and Tech went, uh, you know, fell off that precipice, they fell a long way down. But but before they hit the uh, the river rapids, they fell a long way. And so I'm thinking, you know, these loose vials in this bag, surface tension sucks. Mm-hmm. So how the hell? Did did the did those things survive being smacked down on that water after the fall? It's Star Wars. It's a different set of physics. It's a well, far far away. Tech told <laughs> them to scale down the cavern. 
Oh. So they probably scaled down, but still, you know, I mean, riding the the rapids, I mean, that would still, you know, clank clank yeah. and clank clank clank. Whatnot. Unless unless they were just like riding the rapids, holding the bag up over their head. Yeah, that could be. Too. <laughs> just hold it up and kick really hard. <laughs> Try not to hit the top of the cave. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it would be like the scene from Finding Nemo where the, uh, the the torpedo just slowly descends down on that water mine, and once you hear, and once it hits, you just hear tink. <laughs> I tell you what, I am so over Sid. <laughs> oh yeah, I'm about. I don't like her. I never liked her. I'm just no, like, you know, the only... they. They went to go get the Ipsian for you, you little twit. And she's I like, can't come mm -hmm. and get you for a couple more days. Yeah. And it's just like I just you know, if you if you ever wanted to bitch slap somebody, it would be her. <laughs> I just I just hope she doesn't turn into one of these, or I just hope they don't do a okay, well, here's why Sid wasn't helping them out because she and they just it's another bad batch episode without the bad batch, but it's Sid doing her own thing. I hope not. I hope they don't do that either. That but that would because no, like something that they would do. Truly, I don't need to see that. I mean, honestly, I don't even like Sid. I mean, even as a character, the one thing about her that I find endearing are the nicknames that she gave to the Bad Batch. <laughs> Goggles. <Yeah>. Bandana. <laughs> <laughs> like it. So they get they get out of the mine. They blow their way out. They use some of the I gotta find a dim tool. sum. <laughs> yeah, the dim sum. <laughs> oh my goodness. You keep saying that. That you that reminds me of the movie. I don't know if you ever saw the movie Sneakers with uh, Robert Redford. Mm -mm. Robert Robert Redford and Sidney Poitier and Dan Aykroyd and Christian Slater and no, not Christian Slater, uh, River Phoenix. I was going to say Christian Slater. <laughs> Since when has he had a career? But uh, go watch it. It's a great movie. It's about like codes and espionage and all kinds of cool stuff. Go watch it. It's a great movie. But there's this one scene where one guy says, you want to go see, you want to go eat at the dim sum bar? I'm like, <laughs> so you keep saying it, and I'm just like, that's all I can think of. It's a great movie. Go see it. It's awesome. Go see it. Thank you later. It's fine. But anyway, they blast through. They um, they kind of just it. It kind of ended on a note of, well, what are we gonna do now? And Omega, this is where Omega has learned, and it's like. We're just going to, we'll make it work. We'll, we'll figure out a way because that's what we do. Well, I'm sure they'll have another run-in with the thief. The thief? Yeah. Something will happen and well, actually, they'll run into I, him. Get their ship back. I was actually looking to see how many more episodes we have. I think we have there's, seven. There's seven. There's seven left. The next episode is called Retrieval. So my 
guess is is that next episode will be them hunting down their ship, trying to find their ship, and getting it back. In which case, we may be introduced to the the thief or it's Dave Filoni. We will be reintroduced to the thief. Oh, jeez. <laughs> we love you, Dave. Keep, keep doing what you're doing. Come on the show anytime. We know you watch. We know you watch. It's okay. Yeah. Okay, I'm I'm just going to call it now. So I'm um, I'm going to say that the thief is someone we haven't met before, but you know, the thief brings the ship to whoever they're working for. The, and like a Bond villain, the chair slowly turns around and it's Hondo. And that'll be the that end of the episode awesome. too. That would be it'll end on a cliffhanger, and it's he'll <laughs> turn around and say something like, "Well, what do we have here?" And, and then the end of the show, and you're just like, <gasps> "I would not even be mad." <laughs> oh, I would. A new ship, a new ship for my crew that I don't have yet. <laughs> I'm still working on it. <laughs> oh me. And, and honestly, as as much as I dislike how much Dave Filoni reuses characters, I will never be mad at seeing Hondo. Well, and and which is why I th- I tend to think that he he's probably going to pop up in Ahsoka as well. It would not surprise me at all, if, even if it's just one episode and it's like Ahsoka and uh, uh, I can't even think of her name now. Sabine. Sabine, yes. Yeah, I'm. I'm getting old, Debbie. I gotta. I can't remember these names. They're killing me with this. But anyway, you get to my age, and you'll really be in trouble. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> I had that issue this morning. I was like, "Holy crap!" I was but, halfway to work and realized I don't remember if I shut off my straightening iron, so I had to come back home. I still made it to work on time. Did I close but... the garage door? I've done that before. Oh. The garage door oh. open. <laughs> Holy crap! Where do I work? <sighs> oh, I, I live wish in the house right now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it'll, yeah it'll be a, it'll be like a reenactment of the Mothman prophecies. It's just suddenly you're Richard Gere and you show up somewhere you've never been to before. You have no idea how you got there. With a gerbil. Richard Gere gerbil. Mm. Did I, I walk into a room and do that? I, I honestly, yeah, that, that that reference was lost on me. I'm sorry. Oh, go look up the Richard Gear and the gerbil thing and just Google it. It's hilarious. Anyway, well, all right, Debbie, <laughs> did we miss anything? Um, not really. The only other little note in, I mean, if you haven't seen, uh, the series, then you have no idea what I'm talking about. But when the this episode first started i mean i was kind of pre i think i was on my phone when i watched it the first time around and the music came on and my first thought was crap i hit the last of us (laughs) i thought i was on hbo and i hit the wrong episode or or, yeah I, i thought i hit the wrong app because i was like why is the last of us music playing because that's exactly what it sounded like did not sound I'm I'm waiting Star for the Wars. last I'm waiting for the last of us to finish before I watch it so that I can binge the whole thing. That's my plan too. That's I, I'm I'm curious about it. I never played the games, but I'm Party curious papers. about it. I like Pedro Pascal <laughs> and it's 
got nothing but good reviews. So I'm just sitting here thinking, oh, geez, I'd well, really love to. It's continuously tense, gut wrenching. I don't know how many times I've cried. <laughs> did, did either of you see the Saturday Night Live with Pedro Pascal? They did a, a Saturday Night Live skit, mm-hmm. and it was uh, it was Pedro Pascal transporting a another young person across a desolate wasteland. But his name was Mario. They hired him because he was a driver. He was hauling a princess across the wasteland. They had to go find help in Luigi. It was hilarious. I mean, it was just a total, it was like, because it was all real serious and everything, but you could tell it was Mario. And he's like, who is it? It's a me, Mario. (laughs) (laughs) We need to get across the wasteland. Well, here we go. (laughs) Oh. Oh, it was hilarious. Go look up the Saturday Night Live. Mario Kart skit. Great stuff. Good stuff. Okay. But that was it, Debbie. We're good. That was it. Perfect. We got everything. Hey, we did pretty good. Shameless plugs. Debbie, you got anything? MCU Monday. We will be reviewing Ant-Man Quantumania. Which I'm really hoping it's good. I really want to love this movie. Yeah. It's gotten yeah. a lot of mixed reviews. Uh, I think Luke looked at it the other day and I think he said it's a, currently it's a 55 on the tomato meter right now. Yeah. As far I don't as Rotten Tomatoes go. But that includes, that. well, that includes, I like that one because it includes critic scores and audience scores. Now, I don't think the audience score is up all that much because the movie hasn't released. I'm sure it'll be up tomorrow. Yeah, it's just been all critic scores so far. But, uh, yeah, uh, just watching some of the TikTok review. They're spoiler-free reviews for the most part. If I think they're going to spoil something, I'll just scroll on by. But some of them seem to really like it, and they really enjoyed it. Others were like... I don't know. They acted like they were confused. So I'm just like, what the hell? And then uh, the one consensus was that King is a menace. Yeah. And I don't know. I, I know you don't watch previews or anything, but the, the latest TV spots just hilarious because they recycle the, the joke from um, uh, Infinity War. You know Thor? Yeah. Not all that good looking, needed saving, we did it. But then in this one, in this TV spot, it's Kang's talking to him and he goes, oh, you're an Avenger. He goes, are you the one with the hammer? And he goes, no, that's Thor. But we get mixed up a lot. You know, same body type and everything. (laughs) Nice. It's a recycled joke, but it's still good. Still good. Anyway, Uh oh, Cam muted himself. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I was going to say, did you mean to mute yourself? So, Cam, shameless plug. Uh, on Sunday at 7 p.m. Central Standard Time, I will be interviewing uh, best-selling author Jonathan Mayberry, um, f- five-time Bram Stoker Award winner. Uh, uh, there is a Netflix series uh, based off of his works uh, called V Wars. Good stuff. Check it out. 
Um, Jonathan Mayberry is a, uh, a legend in the adult fiction world. So definitely looking forward to that. And on March 18th, I will be doing press coverage of uh, Clarksville Comic-Con. So, hoorah. We are, we are, we here at Geek News Now are pro Comic-Con and we will be at it. Several various Comic-Cons over the next, well, over this year. You come out and see us. Come say hi. Shake our hand. We'll take a selfie with you. It'll be great. Five dollars. <laughs> <laughs> you can take a selfie, but if you want an autograph, that's gonna cost you. <laughs> you better be willing to shell out the big bucks because we gotta eat. Yep, and it'll be just like today. You know, they'll pull out their camera, and I'll just turn the camera off. Yeah, can't see me. <laughs> um. Okay, so next Thursday, we're discussing my shameless plug. Next Thursday, right here on Cantina Happy Hour, we're going to be talking about the next Bad Batch episode, of course. Actually, are we on? um, Not yet. That's going to be the one after. The one after. Not next next week, but the week after next. We'll have Mando. Mando season three. So we'll be discussing... Bad Batch and Mando all at the same time. Uh, Geek Gauntlet podcast is on Saturday nights. Geek and I podcast is also on the GNN. You can find, by the way, you can find all of these podcasts and they actually convert this show into podcast form. So you can take us and listen to us at work, which is really cool. But all of that's on Spotify and Apple and Podbean, Podbean. Amazon wherever you get your podcasts at chances are we're there so go check out our podcast hit the like and subscribe on facebook find us on facebook instagram twitter twitch tiktok all the tiktok all the social medias were there tiktok before they decide they want to ban it because they're talking about that now but <laughs> you know china and everything you know what if someone was really smart this is my idea, patent pending, patent pending. I'm going to create a social media platform exactly like TikTok. We'll call it something else, but it'll be exactly like that to where you just post little tiny videos, only it'll be American run. So when they do ban TikTok, I'm already, I'm already there. Everybody's going <laughs> into my app. That's right. Yep. I, I promise you it's not, app, but I'll figure it it's... out. It's not TikTok. My app is called Ding Dong, okay? Yeah. Not the same thing. <laughs> anyway, so go check us out on all the social medias. We're all out there. Go check out the the GNN Cantina Happy Hour Facebook page. Like and subscribe to that one because we're going to be doing a giveaway when Mando starts. And we need people on there just just because. So anyway, go find us on Facebook. We'll talk at you people next week, and y'all have a wonderful week, and may the force be with you all.